Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Brother, brother, brother. I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Truck goes to the white. Cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius. It's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Get him off pig, Freddy! Get him off pig! Richard Mulliken. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host, the man who says, I've got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. And best friend Josh Bradley say hey Josh. Well, you can go fuck yourself, Richard <laughs> Lee. How is everybody else doing? <laughs> starting off, starting off hot here, huh? You, I mean, you're, you're trying to stir the pot. I'm not trying to stir the pot. I, I, I ain't the one that stirred the, the original pot. I mean, Are I guess you? I guess I did choose the company. Mm. Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like Doug Gilbert right here. Who? <laughs> Do I blame Richard Lee? <laughs> Who do I point the finger at? You know, but yeah. I mean, it's just money. I'll make some more, right? <laughs> that's, what my, that's what my mama always yeah. said. You spend it, you'll make more. I wow. just had to do that soda pops for a week. <laughs> you want them fucking Jordans, don't you? <laughs> God damn. I thought my mom was the only one that guilted me after giving me something that I asked for. No, it's all Southern women, and it includes wife with head. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I will. I'm not really getting anything out of it, am I? <laughs> no, but I am. Anyways, man. Um, oh, man. I-, I thought we should use another one bites the dust for our fucking intro. Yeah. Man, if we were going to be like this, because it seems like with sponsors, we just, we're not very good at choosing and picking the correct companies, are we? Yeah. Because, I no. mean, we got pretty much... <laughs> we had a wine company that didn't deliver wine to our area. Well, uh, uh, we plugged the shit out of them for forever. Yeah, like two years. Maybe we're just bad at research on our advertisements. I think we should try to order something that we fuck with. Yeah. Maybe they should just send us something. If they say, well, we can't send it to you. We don't send it to those your state. We'll fuck oh, off then. Well, we can't, but, we can't uh, really this, advertise. This, Richard, it's a t-shirt company. Yeah. You know... I mean, I never thought that there would be this much uh, bullshit involved with trying to get T-shirts made, you know. And we've went on recommendations from other people. Oh right. yeah, use these people. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Hey, you want to do a little quick read for them? <laughs> yeah, Josh Brawley from P3 Radio telling uh, T Public, you can go fuck yourself. You and all your executives and anybody that. Uh, Handles the shipping and whatnot department. Even old, even old Gertrude who tapes the boxes up, she can go fuck herself too. Her and her fucking family can go fuck themselves. But yeah, uh, man, seriously, um, you talk about disheartening bullshit. So all right, like so this week, I've started on a new sponsorship a, a campaign. We're instead we're going to be self more self sufficient, self sufficient, self sustaining, self sustaining. Yeah, we're going to be more self sufficient. We're going to try to sell T shirts to get advertising money. 
you know. And you know, I was trying to do the good Christian thing. Well, and, hold, and up, invest hold up, hold in up, hold up. Product. Yes. So what I did was I went to a sponsor that we've had here. Um, we've been plugging the fuck we've been out of plugging them, them for, for like, the last six months. Yeah, uh, maybe even longer than that. You know. Um, but anyways, we it, it was T Public. And they had this, uh, we had a guy that, you know, BT, oh, well, let me bring this up while I'm thinking about it too. Uh, go and listen to my interview with BT over on Shooting the Shiznit. Uh, you can find that, how you find our podcast. We talked about my wrestling career. Uh, it was some good work, I thought, on my part, you know. We talked you ever it up sucked good. your own dick? Uh, That's what you're doing right now. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. I keep doing it. And Lenny pop up <laughs> the shit out of yourself. <laughs> but yeah, go over there and listen to Shooting the Shiznit. Shooting the shiznit. I can't talk today. Man, those guys did that interview were fucking great. Yeah. I mean, if I, I wish awesome. it was 30 hours long. I, I mean, I would I would listen to it. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> no, but shooting the shiznit, uh, there's a one over there with me. I think it was from last week. Uh, I should have promoted this last week, but we recorded early on a Thursday. Me and BT, I think, recorded that on like the Wednesday before or Tuesday. It was one of the days before, right before we recorded it, and I was confused on when it came out, so that was my fault. Uh, but that came out last week. Go and listen to that. Same way you're listening to this. But uh, BT, speaking of him, uh, he told us, he's like, you guys, when we were started plugging T Public, he said, you guys need to get with T Public and make some shirts. And we were like, make some shirts? I was like, oh, they do shirt making? He's like, yeah, just sign up and you can start making shirts. Well, the gimmick is if you are an artist, yeah, you can submit a design and if, you know, whatever you make off of it, you get a, a certain cut. Not much. Well, yeah, but they don't <laughs> tell you that, that too. Till, yeah. They don't tell you that till <laughs> after you get in it. <laughs> we'll get there. So, um, so I tell Josh, I'm like, Hey, I've got this idea for a shirt. And last week I drew it up. And when we do the actual ad for our shirt, we'll tell what it is. Because uh, I don't want to give T Public the the benefit of knowing what our new shirts are called. Let me tell you something. T Public can't get no benefits <laughs> on shit. So uh, I told Josh, I said, "Hey, we got some new shirts, man. I got this great shirt idea. Check this out." And I sent him a link with the shirt to uh, his text message. And he saw it, and he, I said, "I don't know how the money works, and they weren't really too upfront about how much of a cut we get, but." And Josh says, well, we're about to find out. <laughs> and Josh ordered three. Three Which shirts. Which totaled up to fucking $58.13. And that's plus tax. Is that shipping too? That's everything. $58.13 for three shirts. Yes. Now, one of them was the double XL because I was thinking that at least one fat ass listens to our show. I was going to do that supposed to be? Like, <laughs> Maybe yeah. I wanted to borrow it. Yeah, I know. I, I was, think I am, said fat ass. <laughs> but I was going to do the good thing and, yeah. you know, have some uh, giveaways and stuff. <laughs> I love how you stereotyped our listening audiences. Just, I know it's just a bunch of you fat fuckers out there. <laughs> Probably is. I mean, well, you want me to... Uh, well, uh, you're just pleasantly plump. I love how all. you've taken your public speaking skills from your mom. <laughs> he would have never done this. Y'all are all dumbasses. <laughs> hey, I can't change the truth. <laughs> Y'all take care. Truth is truth. So anyway, more than likely, yeah, they're you, overweight. You, you, Cheeto eaters. <laughs> you overweight Cheeto eaters. You listen to this with the two ice cream sandwiches in your hand right now, ain't you? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, you said that... You know, hey, I ordered Pick three shirts. Pick that jaw up, you're drooling everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ordered three shirts, and you were like, it's 50 58 I was like, oh, cool, you know, $58. See what kind of cut, kind of cut we get. That ought to be a pretty decent, substantial cut. You from, would think. You know, and you're like, wow. You would think. 
So I went and looked. <laughs> How much money would you think? Three shirts. Even if it was 10%, Josh. Well, 10%. 10%. My God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was no, it was 10%. Oh. It was <laughs> it was slightly more. <laughs> we got two dollars per shirt. Yeah, so Which six dollars out of the fifty-eight. Robbery. So highway robbery. I mean, I get shirts cost like money, and you have to pay for certain. But things, you're not but, the one promoting on your website. We right. pay our artists. We treat right. our artists great. Right. And blah blah blah. A great percentage of our money goes to our artists. Yeah, if you're doing fucking shit for like goddamn mm. uh, 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 Ed Hurley or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. I mean, goddamn, if you're just printing shit for your own self, you'd have to sell thousands among thousands for it to even be worth it. Yeah. You know, so that was my first strike yeah. against T-Public. I was like, damn, s- six bucks? Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck you. You would have to wait, what, 300 shirts to make $60 or something? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to work on the light bill. Three. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> giving me fucking, you know, gas station money and yeah. shit. Like, what the fuck? So, so, so know, okay, so we have to tell what the design is because that makes the whole story even better. Well, it was a, a picture of a Ford Bronco, an old <laughs> Ford Bronco, and it says, truck goes to Dwayne. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I thought it was. T- I was going to spot Dwayne a shirt. <laughs> this isn't something I even told you about. I just said, hey, this is on our shirt site now. And I just sent it to you. Or no, 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 I did. I sent you the original and you were like, that's hilarious. Make the truck animated. Because <laughs> Josh is good with the notes when it comes to designing these things. Well, I- I'm going to tell you straight up. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a fucking yeah. uh, rest in peace boo-boo shirt <laughs> or a fucking real shirt yeah. that you would buy. Yeah. And whenever I see a picture, an actual picture yeah. of a shirt, that's all I think of. Rest in peace. Oh insert generic name <laughs> and then a fucking real picture of somebody Rest that's in peace, all insert generic name <laughs> this is how you lost your funeral home job <laughs> i don't give two fucks it's the truth yeah. but you know either way we we, we we collaborated and i tried to steer you the right way yeah what would sell so i found an and a- i sold three of them for <laughs> you <laughs> so i found an animated like drawing i think it was the actual ford bronco like manual Like, like they had pictures on there and the way the manual was, it was scanned in such a way that I could take it and recolor it. And I could like, it was all one color and it wasn't white and black. It was the black outline. And it was like this like manila color. So I took it and I doctored it up. I cropped it. I colored it. I mean, it was just a perfect example of a (laughs) 1970s Bronco, but there's one problem, Richard. And then, One fucking problem. Uh, well, well, okay, so... You're not Ford Motor Company. <laughs> Apparently. And we aren't either. And guess who else knew that? Motherfucking T-Public knew that. So, here's the thing. You know, not only do they rip off artists, yeah. they're evidently really fucking... Now, I can see why they rip off their artists, because apparently they pay their goddamn quality control people way too much money to pay too much attention to detail. So, they're like, oh, goddamn, you know, we'll, we'll leave the goddamn shit up for a day. Yeah. It was over a day that now, the, the shit was in the store. Okay, so imagine having a YouTube account, and you putting up something on YouTube, and it goes, hey we've noticed that this violates our terms and service. What do they do? They remove the video. They remove the video, right? They, what does T public do when they, Hey, that looks like a Ford Bronco. You're not Ford, right? 
Yeah. Well, guess what? Your goddamn store's deleted. <laughs> your account is deleted. They yeah. literally take yeah. you to the electric chair and zap your fucking yeah. balls off. And then they're like, make another one, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty it, much. It, it, there, that's what pissed me off even more. There was no warning. It was just like Nothing. immediate. Like, I, we assume, because we only had two shirts up there, and the other one was one our buddy drew for us. So we know that one was original. Yeah. So it's like... No, we had three. We had our logo from our cover art on there as well, with like the wanted poster. Thing I didn't that get we that got. far. So we had three up there, and the only one that we can think of was the Ford Bronco that might have been, you know, copyright infringement. Well, you know, that's the thing. See, seeing how it wasn't like an actual picture, right? A photograph of a Ford Bronco, but I guess. In theory, those are engineer drawings and shit that, that somebody yeah. associated with Ford Motor Company, they created themselves for Ford. Right. I get it. But at the same time, it's not like we're fucking setting the world on fire, <laughs> you know, selling shirts and shit like that. And goddamn, like I said, they have to be paying their quality control right. people. Boo koodles of money. That's why they're ripping off their fucking artists. <laughs> Because it didn't take, like I said, but 24 hours for somebody to notice, hey, this probably ain't their drawing. Right. <laughs> they probably don't own this it, image. It was less than 24 hours. And yeah. then by that time, I had already invested, like I said, $58.13. Yeah. So the email. I, I was doing the right thing. I thought I was reinvesting in our <laughs> venture and we were going to use those for fucking giveaways yeah. and whatnot like that. It was going to be awesome. I was going to mail one to Dwayne, get a laugh, you know. And here's, ah, here's the funny thing. You know, our new sponsor does this thing to where we can buy like shirts for cost. We don't make a profit off of them, but we can get the shirts made and sent to us that we could give away, which. The new sponsor, if you would have bought those three shirts, it would have been like forty bucks, which is reasonable. Yeah, like. But either way, like I said, T Public, you dirty fucking bastards! All you did was you, you, I <laughs> so mean, so they that's sent how us you an email. Your company. They sent us an email that said, "Hey, uh, champ, hey, you violated the terms. You violated the terms and conditions. At this time, we have deleted your store. Uh, the orders that, if you have any orders out there, they're either going to be canceled or." Uh, they're not going to be filled. And do you know what I say to that? <laughs> I say, checkmate, motherfucker. You're a liar. You're fucking liars. Your children are liars. You're pieces of shit. You ain't nothing more than goddamn pine scum. Because what did they do a day after I had placed the order? I called. I did the right thing. Yeah. I called the bank. And I made sure. I said, hey. I told them the story. I said, look, yeah. we have a, a, a show. where we Y'all should listen. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, I said, we have a show. We created a store. Yeah. I was trying to invest, get some to give away, blah, blah, blah. They shut us fucking down completely. Because <laughs> my friend ripped off a picture from Bronco. I want to know, has the money been taken away from my bank account? Has it, you know, hopefully it hasn't because, yeah. like I said, they shut it down yesterday. So hopefully they didn't take anything out. Oh, yeah, they took it out this morning. Yeah. You dirty motherfuckers. I said, so not only did you know, you knew right. you wouldn't fucking sell me not one goddamn t-shirt. Right. You wouldn't send in not one, not two, not three. You wouldn't send in shit. But here's the thing. They didn't know that that was your company. They just said that, that you were ordering the shirt from. Like, they just 
that you could have been Joe Blow off the street. Okay, I, I get That's that. That's what part. I'm saying. Like but, they were out to just screw anybody. Yeah, because like I said, they knew when they took the money out, the fucking store had already been deleted, Richard. Yeah. That's what that's the point I'm getting at. Yeah. The store had already been exnate. And they're not so, going to print the shirt that they said was copyrighted. Right. So you're not with- selling me a goddamn thing. Not only you fuck me around, you take the money out of my account, knowing you're not selling me anything. Right. And then I send an email to their support and I say, uh, it's come to my attention that this store was deleted for uh, terms violated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm wondering why you've taken this money out. And if you, or I said, uh, I'm hoping that you hadn't taken this money out because I emailed them before I got in touch with the bank. I said, I'm hoping you haven't removed this money from my funds and my bank account. And if you have... Put the shit back, pretty much is what I said. <laughs> right. I don't have it in front of me, but that, that was the gist of it. And they sent me an automatic reply. Yeah. Do you know what that automatic reply said? What did it say? Due to uh, the current environment and the COVID-19 pandemic, it may be up to 30 days before we return your email. Thanks for shopping with TP. <laughs> but it ain't long before they delete your store. Oh, no. They're on top of that. They're on top of fucking removing your money out of your account and fucking not seeing your goddamn store oh, okay. away. <laughs> you fucking bastards. Gestapo motherfuckers. Jeez. Pieces of shit. Oh, man. You know, but at the same time, fuck them. Because I filed a dispute yeah. with my bank account. Yeah. And after I told them the whole spill about uh, what happened, right. what was going on, I, I told it to two different motherfuckers. Right. I went up the food chain. <laughs> I wasn't fucking around, man. Like I, I talked to motherfuckers in that bank with a tone. <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> bet your ass is wearing loafers in a tie, motherfucker. You the motherfucker. That's how high command. You this, the son this, bitch I want to talk to. This one has a tie clasp. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Anyways, and uh, I said, hypothetically, do you see any problem? With me getting my money back and this not becoming a thing. And she's like, no, yeah, I don't. No. They screwed you around, you know, blah, blah, blah. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, no. Short of giving me my fucking money back, I guess we're good. And, uh, you know, have your nice day and all that. But, but there has been a renaissance, as you said. Yeah. A fucking reemergence of the P3 radio t-shirt store well before we get there i do want to point out one thing that i told you and bt i said the funniest thing about all of this is that damn bronco has, yeah, now, the source. has now fucked you three times it is the nucleus <laughs> of my pain so a uh, here it, the, on the first hand the truck's going to dwayne <laughs> you're Strike not one. you're not getting that truck the second is we made a store that got deleted for copyright infringement claims over the shirt that that's said assumed that's assumed assumed that, copyright that, infringement yeah because they didn't tell us a goddamn thing right so that screwed your store over which was a source of you making upwards of ten dollars this next year <laughs> even if you sold like eighty shirts um, <laughs> we take care of our artist champ here's your eight bucks <laughs> um. And then, on the third hand, uh, you you lost $58. <laughs> on the goddamn Bronco shirt. Yes. So not only on has the Bronco, the Bronco shirts, fucked me, yeah. I've got fucked around on the merch for the Bronco, too. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. Out of all of this, you were trying. the most ironic part was you were trying to buy a shirt about a Ford Bronco <laughs> that wasn't even going to you. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a two-two and a hard four right there, and <laughs> oh, Doc Ellis was pitching to me on that motherfucker. Oh man, so uh, so yeah, Josh. I, I guess now would be a good time to talk about. Uh, oh, you think our new sponsors? Thank God, people that treat people right. Yeah, it's our brand new sponsors that have all of our great. P3 Radio t-shirts that you can go check out right now at tinyurl.com slash P3 Radio Tees. P3 Radio T-E-E-S. And you're going to get over there and that's going to be teespring.com. And Josh, what are some of the great shirts you can find over there for supporting P3 Radio? Well, not only are you going to find just at least, well, I'm counting them, five different P3 Radio t-shirts. We got fucking the Josh Browley 5K shirt with the goddamn alligator on the front. We got the Ray J Coke can shirt. My wife thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I showed it to her. And we have the infamous Truck Goes to Dwayne Bronco shirt. Now listen, Teespring, if you have a problem with selling this shirt, Send us a fucking email. Please. <laughs> we will take this son of a bitch down and we'll never sell it again. But all of these shirts are inspired by either our logo or something we talked about on the show. We've got the Josh Brawley 5K shirt. Uh, we've got a P3 Radio ECW style shirt. Can we say that? ECW style. It's inspired. It's In not, vain of it's ECW. A, it's, it's, a, it's a parody. <laughs> Parodies are completely legal. There you go. Uh, but yeah teespring.com you can get there to our store by going to tinyurl.com slash p3 radio tees and like I said and the shirts are cheaper than Public, and we get a bigger cut so go over there everybody right now everybody wins everybody wins pick up your shirt at tinyurl.com slash p3 radio tees once again that's tinyurl.com slash p3 radio tees little bit of pantera i've heard pantera more in the past three days than i have in the past four years josh i don't really hang out with you anymore so i can feel it <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is... of my favorite fucking bands growing up man absolutely love oh they're they're great i just hadn't heard them they, they stopped making new stuff i don't know what happened don't even go there <laughs> Well, we're playing this for a reason, Josh. I'm broken. $58, 13 cents, so I had my goddamn account. <laughs> That's why you had to go talk to a man with a tie on at the bank. That's what my daddy always You find you a man with a damn silk tie. You won't get business done, boy. No, that's satin. You're going to have to go on and fuck off. <laughs> oh, man. But no, I mean, um, last week we recorded early because... I was going stir crazy, and this is going to piss a lot of people off. I decided that I was going to leave the confines of my city. Who's that pissing off? I mean... Besides your banker. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm sure that there's some people out here, if they knew I went on a trip last week, 
they'd go completely ballistic. Well, they should go completely ballistic because I go to work every goddamn day <laughs> and I make goddamn car parts. How essential is that shit? Really? I make car Ain't nobody parts buying for the American shit. working men. There's nobody buying fucking cars right now, Richard. Nobody. Everybody's nobody. afraid to invest right now. But got to be there. <laughs> Well, know, the goddamn Ford Eco Cono van or whatever has to have their goddamn uh, window valence. I mean, goddamn. Well, last week, you know, we packed up on Friday and uh, I took a day off of work. Uh, and Did you tell them, on the, I ain't coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm leaving town. I've had this. I might be back. I might not. <laughs> I've been back to work for two phone solid weeks now. <laughs> Tired of wearing something other than basketball shorts. <laughs> That is a that I was a hell of a. I didn't even have to shower a, with the fucking Zoom meetings. Y'all motherfuckers making me come in. Well, we're still doing like the the Zoom type meetings in the morning. We're not doing like in person meetings. Really? Right yep. So you're you're you aren't a legit worker worker yet. Well, I mean, I've been going back into work, but there are days where if I don't have anything pressing to go in, I can work from home. I feel like that's coming to an end too sweet, but. Um, <sighs> But yeah, uh, we uh, I took off after being at work a full two weeks. I said the hell with this and took a day. <laughs> yeah, I found out I got like eleven vacation days left. Yeah, so that's coming too. Or did they roll over? I'm... No, they actually gave us more because wow. we missed two holidays during the uh, <laughs> pandemic. And you know, hey, you know when you were supposed to be here but you weren't. But those are holidays. We can go ahead and give those back to you. Hey, well, I don't. I, I take them. Why not? Well, I ain't gonna give them back. <laughs> But uh, we packed Greg the shit. <laughs> we packed up Friday, <laughs> and we ran out to uh, Chattanooga, and dude, Chattanooga acts like there wasn't even a, a virus. <laughs> like we wouldn't have known anything was different unless we wouldn't have seen like maybe workers, not people, not people walking around on the street, workers. Just wearing, you know, masks. like wrestlers. Yeah, he's working there. Like, hey, come buy my shit. You go into a restaurant and it would like people would be wearing masks. But right, I mean, other than that, there was no indication that there was ever a problem. It I, was, it I was have, nice. Uh, I haven't seen too much of the taped uh, things on the floors at stores as much as yeah. I was because I went to Walgreens right before I came over here. Yeah. And they're just like, pull that shit up. Nobody's well, listening anyway. Well, no, they're, uh, they used to have like your little taped X's yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. How far you could stand apart and, and everything. the directional of the aisles and all that. And right. guess what? All that shit's pulled up. The only thing like you're talking about, the only thing different is some of the workers are wearing masks. Yeah. That's it. Which, you know, depends on who you ask. Maybe it's almost over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe it's not. I'm not a goddamn doctor. Or a politician, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, like everybody was just getting ready to go outside and do something. But it is kind of scary. Um, you know how you see like uh, your fucking, like I seen Memphis uh, yesterday. They had on their um, Channel 5 news website, mm -hmm. and it said that I think it was like 400 new cases or some yeah. shit. Which, but here's, here's the thing, dude, and here's where I'm getting kind of like. A little agitated. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had eight cases here in Madison County that were tested. And then they, for some reason or another, they retested them. Huh. And the first test was positive. The next two were negative. It's kind of weird how that works. And they were like, the CDC, the local CDC here, had to, or the health department had to come out and go, no, we had eight false positives. Which how makes you get me a false? That's what I'm wondering. And it's like, that makes me wonder, it's like, well, how many false positives have we had out there? 
You know what I mean? And it's not like the Ultimate Warrior said, no, I did not have steroids. <laughs> that was a false positive. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, and here's the thing, too. It's like, we know that they're not testing everybody twice. Because if you've seen that test, I don't even want to take it once. <laughs> it hell looks no. painful as hell. It kind of makes you but. wonder if all those jack-offs in Washington are really taking them daily. I mean, <sighs> can you imagine, like, somebody... Motherfucker! <laughs> Motherfucker! You're not putting that up my. You're not touching my brain once a day. Fuck you! <laughs> but, but anyways, <laughs> we started about all that because of um, I went to Chattanooga, and dude, it was just. I mean, it was really nice just to. What is like, in Chattanooga? Uh, they have mountains and lakes and rivers. I know, but is that and, the? Um, is that see? I, I've been somewhere. Uh, close like the the cape canaveral or the caverns and shit right and um we did uh some ruby kinda, falls is there yeah we went yeah. to ruby falls and shit like so maybe that was yeah. where i went back yeah. in the day yeah but um i was thinking that was knoxville where all the the smoky mountains and shit well they they travel down the smoky mountains is not just well, one I, small area <laughs> i understand but i'm saying the tourist hot spot here yeah. like where everybody goes and they have the big um well no you have knoxville gatlinburg and at the bottom towards the bottom of the mountain ridge is uh chattanooga so okay. chattanooga is like a a stone's throw away from like huntsville alabama yeah well see there was one place like i said i can't remember exactly where i was back in the day it was like 11, but I wanted to go to a fucking baseball game. They took me to the goddamn mountains. Imagine that. <laughs> but they were like, you can see Georgia. You can see Georgia <laughs> yeah, from that's... here. There's a place where you can look and there's a... That's uh, Lookout Mountain. Lookout Mountain. That's and in Chattanooga. Can, and you can see uh, like five or six yeah. different states or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not a mountain man, by the way. Have you ever I, you drove around? Like in, have you ever drove around in the mountains? You don't make moonshine. No, oh. it's the damnedest scariest thing ever. Because <laughs> you'll get to like these roads. It's like it'll say six percent grade incline here or decline here, and you'll have trucks like overheating trying to climb up. The, we saw two trucks have to pull over with flashers on trying Hell to go no. up this damn mountain. And uh, as you're going down, you never hit the gas, and you get up to like seventy miles per hour. Fuck, dude! Yeah, <laughs> like, I've never been a driver. Yeah. in the mountains, like I said, yeah. the last time I went, I was eleven years old. Yeah, I don't remember too much about it. Well, I got a buddy that lives there now, and we went to see him, and we went the route that was on my wife's GPS. Mm -hmm. And dude, this route was going up the mountain. It would be like you're you're turning, you're going, you're going, you're going, and then all of a sudden the road just loops around like one of these damn uh, rally car races or something. <laughs> like seriously, like a full 180 degree turn, like a goddamn Ken Block drift turn. Right, and I mean you're looking and you're like, well, there's the side of the mountain. We were so carsick, and then when we got to the house that we were hanging out at, you know, my buddy's house, they were like. Which way did y'all come up? And we were like, we told them the way, and they're like, oh, hell, don't go that way. Go back this other way. It's just basically one straight shot down the mountain. And we're like, well, fuck, now you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I said that because East Tennessee, you know, Gatlinburg is there. And Gatlinburg actually has um, this area of Gatlinburg has this, uh, this thing called a sky bridge. And the sky bridge in Gatlinburg, um, Monday, uh, cracked. And Holy shit. I mean, you know where the sky bridge is, right? Yeah, I walked across it, but they didn't have the glass gimmick on the bottom. Whenever I went across it, it was just right. a little shaky-ass bridge. You right. could either do that, or you could do the stone bridge right beside it. Well, we'll go into the story real quick. It says, a visitor of the Gatlin Skylift Park must have been missing baseball season Monday. 
The Gatlin Skybridge was shut down when a guest attempted a baseball-style slide across the glass. Leave it to somebody in fucking Tennessee, right? <laughs> hey, baby, watch this. I'm Probably some jack-off from Georgia. Like, you know everybody that crosses this thing is like... They're they're already on pins and needles, anyways. They're like, oh, there's about those to, people. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to shit my pants because I'm looking straight down at this mega drop, and uh, so this guy just like takes it to the extreme and does a baseball slide. The slide clause, the slide caused, the slide caused a noticeable crack uh, in the protective layer of one of the three glasses panel uh, on the Skybridge. Reports of the Knoxville Sentinel says, uh, which is part of the USA Today network. Why did they have to tell us that? But either way. The incident occurred at approximately 8.30 p.m. The attraction closed for repairs, which are expected to be completed earlier Tuesday with normal operations rooming. How would you like, like to be the first people on that bridge? All right, we're going to try this out now. Go ahead and get on it, Gary. You ain't got a dog you send on this motherfucker first? <laughs> Oh, shit. We done lost three Labradoodles. We think we got it now, though. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, oh, dude, I just I thought about that, and I was like, all the crazy stuff that goes on that you don't even think about. Yeah, the Sky Bridge is nearly 700 feet long, making it the longest pedestrian suspension bridge in North America. It opened May 17, 2019. The structure features three 5x5 panels at its center. The glass has three layers, so, with the upper layers serving as the protective layers. And so the bottom one's thing. just an oh-fuck layer. <laughs> here's my thing. It's barely been open a year. Yeah. Barely been open a year. How, who are you, how are you if you're the engineer? I'm like, damn, I didn't expect some dickhead to <laughs> Ricky Henry across that motherfucker we're gonna have to add a sign now that says no cleats <laughs> fuck <laughs> where's the money coming out for that budget i bet he don't get another job as an engineer though because it's like look at your work it ain't even been a year i would think invol- involuntary manslaughter might be my, my more concern not another job <laughs> but uh but no man i mean you know they have one of these in like the sears tower too you know, you can, in Chicago, yeah. you can like stand out there and it's like a little glass box on the side of this tower and you could see how far down it would, you would fall if this glass broke. But you know that that's just, something like this is bound to determine to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, one day they're going to break, but. Well, well, depending on how many planes you have and all that. And who yeah. designed it? You know, depending on the company that designed it. I mean, they could have those uh, banker glass gimmicks or whatever, but. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they probably just use some cheap shit. Well, hey, Josh, about two months ago, we got a call. Uh, we didn't get a call. We got an email that on our SoundCloud account that we completely goofed on. Um, and it was this guy that, you know, he, he had sent us a list of his songs. His name is, uh, I always want to say Josh because I'm a Tennessee Vols fan. But it's Elijah, Elijah Dobbs. Not Josh Dobbs, <laughs> but Elijah Dobbs. He had sent us over this this clip of, of some of his music, and uh, we're gonna play one real quick. Uh, one of the ones that you know we liked uh, that from the list, uh, but we felt bad because it was two months ago that he sent us this in. And dude, I felt really bad because we never got an email or a notification saying, "Hey, you've got a message." You know, we just clicked on it, and there was three messages in our SoundCloud that we hadn't seen, and two of them were spam. You know, hey, you want a bigger dick and more listeners? Yes and yes. Who doesn't? <laughs> so when we saw it, we were like, oh, cool. You know, we'll check this out. And we've got him on the show. But real quick, I want to play this song that he had wrote. It's called Mr. Promoter Man. Uh, check this out real quick. I've been training in 
business since I was 13. I've worked the door, done security, and loved to referee. Said I'd never be no wrestler, but I always knew I would. And I never played much ball growing up beside at home. Watching Raw and Nitro while my family all got stoned. Dear Mr. Promoter, my won't you bug me for a show? I don't need a big P.O. Just a place to work, place to do my thing, to get up in there and hear a crowd scream. I'll do anything. I need to bump and roll around and to work that crowd. We'll But I got some decent arms And I know how to get hate I ain't no more for going over or about I'll just show up to your show early And ask how can I help <laughs> Dear Mr. Promoter Man Won't you book me for your show I don't need And to get up in the rain, hear crowds scream, I do anything. I need to fucking run around and to work that crowd. We'll make me loud, yeah. I need that buzz. All right, and that was. Mr. Promoter Man by Elijah Dobson. Right now on P3 Radio's Hotline, we have Elijah joining us. How's it going, man? Man, P3 Radio. It feels good. Feels good to be here, bud. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had some scheduling issues on our end and, you know, life got in the way last week, but man, I'm glad, you know, me and Josh here are glad to have you on. Man, we feel really bad about missing your email two months ago. <laughs> oh, man, you know what? Things happen. And there's always a, a time and a place for each and everything that happens, and it's the time for us to link up and love of wrestling and comedy, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, we 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 were hoping. Okay, and I, I know this is going to sound bad. Like me and Josh were listening to this song, and like we were hoping it was more of a comedy base. Like, but I was looking at Josh, and I'm like, there's a lot of people that. This might be real. <laughs> we don't really know this guy. <laughs> that's, that's the way, that's what I want. Cause it's, what's so funny is like, I, I want it, it. I feel like it falls under comedy because yeah. some parts are comical, but what's really funny is how much people in wrestling and around wrestling and even people that aren't even in wrestling, just fans, how much they love it. And it can be pretty silly sometimes. Oh yeah. And I'm from Arkansas. So I always listen to country. I'm not the best musician or best singer, 
But uh, I've always heard these old outlaw country songs and just thought of wrestling, you know, because these guys are out there on the road and shit like that. I thought, man, it'd be funny to relive some of that stuff through some shitty old country music. Just a guy <laughs> on the car, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the part that got me the most, because, you know, like I said, I spent years in wrestling and the one that got me the most is you would always see this one. I had this one guy in mind when I heard this song. And you would always see this this typical pear shaped guy. He showed up at a show, and you know he'd be there for like seven hours before the doors open. He's standing out the front, and you know he'd buy a ticket first, and then he'd get in. And he'd be like, "Well, you know, I trained a little bit over in Blyville, or you know, <laughs> I did." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, but, I, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind refereeing if you want me to refer. I'll manage whoever you want me to. And he's like, well, "Okay, you know." And then he gets yeah, out there and takes all the heat. Night, you know, the guy who can do anything. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, but we enjoyed it. Like I said, I played that song. I, I kind of, I kind of reworked it a little bit to, uh, cause when we played it back before we had a little echo. So I, I reworked it a little bit here and spent some time like making it to where it didn't sound bad, like echo wise on ours. And, uh, mm-hmm. when I pulled the echo out, I'd listened to it about six times and uh, last week when I was on vacation, I was just found myself walking around town going, "Dear Mister Promoter Man." <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I've yeah. been walk- I've been walking around work. I ain't got six pack abs, and I ain't flipping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be honest. It always it, the truth always gets. I think we lost you there for a minute. All right, you there, buddy? Yeah, we're here. I don't know if it's on our end or your end, but uh, we we lost you. Yeah, you said the truth. What now? The truth always gets over. You know, if, if it's something someone can really relate to and they've had that same thought or, or they've been through it, it'll always get over. And so now, relatability. Right. So have you been, like, I'm guessing you've been in the wrestling business for a while? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, most of these songs are just I are about self and I just have to, like, get it, get, get it out there, you know, because I, I started filming videos at wrestling shows around the age of, um, I got my first camera. I was like 11 or so. And right. I've all like, there isn't a in my life where wrestling wasn't the main thing. Like I didn't play, literally I didn't play sports growing up and none of that shit, you know? So like it was always wrestling and then found a in place around here completely changed it. You know? right. Like, Oh, well, possible to do this. Yeah, man. So, um, I don't know what's going on with our phone connection here, but, um, yeah. Do you still have our Skype login? And well, not our log. Hopefully you don't have our Skype login. (laughs) Do you still have our Skype name? It might be easier to do a Skype call in. So, uh, you got into wrestling and from the story that I could kind of piece together, you were kind of like the, the guy singing the Mr. Promoter Man song, you know, with the refereeing and, re- uh, you started wrestling when you were, you started training and then you said you had a match after 10 years, I mean, 10 matches. Yeah, yeah man. It, it was really just a, it was, it was long. And the, the thing is, is that I always wanted to wrestle and, right. but at some point when you're around the show so much, you understand that there's other jobs that need to be done. And a lot of shows have a hard time keeping like a constant referee. So most of the time referees will either be a trainee or this random guy. It's hard to keep like a good referee around. And for a long time, like 
a referee was needed more than me to wrestle. Like right. maybe I could go out there and put on a shitty match and fucking get beaten this and that, but I'm not really helping the show. And I always want to help the show out. You know, right. you get, cause if there's no show, then we, we ain't going to have our wrestling fun and shit. So all the guys that brought me into the business, they really made me be grateful for every position that I could have. And man, I, I've, uh, broke down many rings, set them up, yeah. set up chairs, showed up early, and uh, that's just that's just the love. That's the love for it, you know. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, are you working with any promotions right now? As of right now, uh, yeah, I'm from Arkansas, and there's not too much running around here. But I got a show uh, coming up in July. I can look up the date. The only thing I really have booked is uh, Pawcade, and it's in Salem, Indiana, oh, July wow. 11th. That's the only thing I'm working right now. That's the only thing I have actually booked. But, uh, and I'm, I'm reffing that show. So I'm just, uh, taking it as it goes. You know, we got all this shit going on out here in the world and everybody's trying to be safe and do their own stuff and this and that. But, uh, I've really got my wrestling fixed out through these songs and, and I'm, you know, doing creative shit like that. So it's, uh, that's all I got going on right now. Yeah, I mean, and that's been the biggest thing with this whole COVID stuff that's been going on. It's it's pretty much destroyed local wrestling, but I feel like it's it's on the verge of coming back. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you to book you for a refereeing event or a show, what, who, who do they need to get a hold of and how they get a hold of you, man? Oh, man. Well, uh, I'm on Twitter, at uh, Sleazy10. It's S-L-E-E-Z-Y-E-10, numerical. And uh, you can hit me up on there or Elijah Dobbs, my first and last name, Elijah Dobbs at uh, gmail.com. And you just get a hold of me on there. I got a YouTube channel. I have a Sleazy E Wrestling. Look that up. I got that. Uh, Elijah Dobbs channel with a bunch of old shit that I used to film. But uh, if you type in Sleazy E Wrestling on YouTube, you'll find all my shit, uh, songs, matches, dumb shit and stuff. So <laughs> that's pretty much it if you're trying to get a hold of the ball here, man. Well, that's awesome, man. And like I said, once again, we are sorry for uh, for keeping you holding for like two months without messaging you back. We're totally not that that type of uh, oh, show. Ne- ne- never thought that, man. That's just kind of <laughs> how the game is. You just you got to put as many hooks out there, and if and if people buy it, they don't. Like you, you guys found me, and I found you at the perfect timing, man. I believe that's the way the universe works. And honestly, I'm just grateful to be able to talk to you guys on your show and. Uh, uh, you guys allowing me to have your platform to put my weird ass wrestling songs out there. So honestly, gratitude is all mine for you guys having me here. Hey, but before we let you go, man, uh, we did notice that you were friends with a mutual friend of ours and did a show. We couldn't find the show, uh, but Gene Jackson was actually how we got a, a hold of you. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Gene. Me and Gene's been uh, we've been scheming on some stuff, man. I've uh, I've followed Gene for a while now, and. He's one of the guys that I, I saw around here that would get comedy stuff over and really just like do it as a comedy right. thing, you know, like, I, like, oh, he's doing this because he, you know, like he understands comedy and this and that. And he, he just, he just gets it. And I followed him for a while and I think I've, I've seen him stuff over the years and this and that, but we really just hit it off here recently and was able to uh, share our minds and realize we're both basically on the same shit trying to. Uh, do good wrestling stuff that's funny because uh, there's so many different platforms within wrestling and we're both used to all of them because you really 
have to do everything to get into the business. But if you want to do something like if you're trying to be niche or do deathmatch or comedy or these different types genres of wrestling, uh, you have to go through everything else to be able to maybe just do that. I believe. Right. And we linked right. up, man. And Gene, Gene's a good dude, man. And he, he he does some good shit. And I'm glad to be scheming on some stuff. Like I'd like to mention some things. We got a couple of things in the works, but. Yeah, Gene's a good dude, man. Yeah, we're going to try to have him on, I think, next week, uh, if scheduling and everything permits. It's like we do our show uh, like – well, we kind of do our show like a pickup basketball game is what we've con- – <laughs> we <kinda, laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. We, we kind of have a uh, set of things we want to talk about, uh, and then sometimes those things don't get talked about at all. We spend 30 minutes talking about turds. Um, yeah, I heard you guys talking about bridges and stuff whenever I first called in. I'm like – what what like what the fuck's really going on here? And I started laughing. I was like, man, I, I'm yeah. This, these are the guys. These are the guys. And then I was like, I don't know, man. They're really into these bridges and shit. And I hope you guys use the term gimmick, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. The the county we live in, ironically enough, is Madison County. So for a while, we were thinking about naming the show Bridges of Madison County. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, about that. Yeah, we were talking about a, a Big Money Richards extravagant vacation <laughs> last weekend. Wouldn't it be funny that would be the ultimate prank to tell somebody hey call into our show and then just send them a, a number for a bridge enthusiast show and <laughs> i'm not sure they that's a tap market yet I, you it know could that be could something. be it you know let's talk bridges getting over it exactly. with josh and richard we'll exactly. get that t-shirt store over like a motherfucker we've always had them and we'll always hopefully we'll have them you know <laughs> fuck, man. let's talk about it yeah i mean fuck fairies am i right <laughs> and, and i'm talking about the boats not the yeah <laughs> <laughs> the boats. I'm talking about the boats. Man, if you really want to get down and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> well, man. Uh, once again, go check out his stuff. Uh, uh, all the markets he said. And if you want, man, hit him up for a refereeing gig. You want to get local wrestling back in? I know we got promoters listening. Uh, but man, Elijah, great talking with you. And uh, man, just keep in touch with us. Let us know if we can help you in any way. Hell yeah, brother. And if you need someone to shoot the shiznit with you, bud, bring me on. And I appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate your help and everything like that. And I'm sure our paths will cross again. Oh, definitely. Well, once again, Elijah Dobbs, thanks for being a part of P3 Radio Day, man. Rock and roll. Happy Father's Day. Take it easy. Take it sleazy. Appreciate it, man. See you, man. Well, that was really cool, man. Um, getting to know some local people and some local names and everything else in, in the wrestling business. And usually, uh, fuck, I, I wish I would have asked him, was he a tape trader? And if he had any rare shit, but <laughs> we'll send him an email on that one. It's personal. Business. If he's listening back, it's, uh, you know, P3 radio one at gmail.com. <laughs> if you have any good shit, are you a tape trader? Or are you a tape trader? Uh, It'd be like a DVD or a file yeah. trader now, but I'm always right. looking. So. Well, I mean, you better, you got to be careful when you ask for file trading nowadays. That was a sweet edit into that. I didn't even edit it. That was natural. <laughs> Is this your favorite song of all time? Um, we used to call um, 
whenever your one porter potty at the job site was out of shit paper <laughs> and you had to like go to the other one to right. wipe your ass, right. you'd have to do the disco duck. That's what we called it. I was like, damn, did you do the disco duck to the other one? Who are these? I threw the rest of the paper in the, the blue water. <laughs> Who are these phoning it in porter potty attendants that aren't stocking the porter potties with? Well, sometimes you have assholes like me that'll just throw the roll oh. in the in the blue water nice. just so the next person can't wipe his ass and have to disco duck his ass into the next <laughs> one to get it. <laughs> Duck has a bumpy chest. How did how did Rick Dees get away with doing the Donald Duck voice, but we can't sell a fucking Bronco on a t-shirt? I don't know what's going on. Fuck you, T Public. I think I got that out of the way very early on. But fuck you again. Fuck you. Fuck everybody in your house. I'd bang that disco. Oh, I'm sure you would. You probably do the duck too, Josh. You got a problem. Oh man, but uh. I wanted to play this, Josh. Hello, Donna. I wanted to play this one. Why is there um, a cop messing with her? <laughs> I'd beat him up for her. Donna Summer. She was hot. Summer Donna. Donna Summer. That dude now was does. It Bruce Jenner? No, that's Rick that? Dees. Oh. He now has like a Rick Dees in the weekly top 40. Yes. You've heard that. Because uh, he one does. of my favorite. Um, uh, uh, Goddamn. Um. Lost my fucking. There thought. you go, Richard Marks. No, you got it. Richard Marks came out with some new shit back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been coming. Ago. No, no, he's got some stuff out now. Well, um, like he he keeps continuously. And he's wrote a lot of songs you'd probably know. Yeah, but um, he he performed "When You Loved Me" on Rick D's uh, weekend YouTube channel. I thought you were gonna sound his dick. It was on. Uh, <laughs> it was on Rick D's uh, weekend show or yeah. whatever. Rick D's in the weekly time. He has a uh, he has a YouTube channel. Yeah. To where he shows everything that happens in the studio, huh. and that was one of my go tos back about 2011, 2012, yeah. where I would go and watch that video if I wanted to hear that acoustic version of uh, Richard Marx's "When You Loved Me" or whatever. But yeah, Rick D's man. <laughs> I think we're finding out that Josh Brawley is a huge Rick D's. I mean, not Rick Richard Marx fan. He's he's pretty good. He is a good. I like Richard. I would. This would have been an artist that I felt like that you would have made fun of me for listening to. No, really. Your third eye blind sister Hazel. What is fucking, the uh, you know that the Richard Marks has wrote like boy band songs, right? Well, he's making money, so fuck. Yeah. I'd write a boy band song. You would? Hell yeah! What I'd be it, in a boy band. What What would it be about? Would it be about the dicks. love from above? <laughs> so yeah, about dicks <laughs> from your perspective. <laughs> the love from above. <laughs> Quit playing games with my heart. That's all it was. Was a dick song. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to fuck you. Yeah, that's Quit pretty much all boy band heart. songs are. Uh, name another one. Let's see if we can break it down. Uh, let's see what we got. Um, tearing up my heart. Yeah. When I'm with you. It's all when about we are apart. <laughs> I feel it too. Yeah. Because I'm janking it to you. Yeah. And uh, you gotta put on some salve got, uh, because it's chapped. Um, uh, it's gonna be my. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe that's yeah. about a dick. We're getting pussy too. <laughs> all of it all is. All that I do. Never enough for you. You know a lot of boy band songs. I'm impressed. Uh, well, I had a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> Girls like that shit. Did you ever do a mock dance in front of them? No. Just to, you know, oh, they like that shit. <laughs> How would you do that dance, Joshua? Naked. <laughs> Probably use my dick as a guitar. <laughs> hula hooping. <laughs> Have another hula hoop on my gimmick. 
<laughs> well, the dick All would I do. To be honest, the dick would be a guitar. Be more like a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know? Man, we've been all over the place on this show. When Mr. Dobbs listens back to this, he's like, Bridges and dicks? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> bridges and dicks. <laughs> and if your name's Ray J, your dick is a bridge. So <laughs> oh, man. Bridges of Madison County, what the fuck do you uh, think it was about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about how funny that would be to give somebody a call in number for like a local show. Like, so, uh, civilengineers.com here. <laughs> We're in Madison County inspecting the, the fucking Fork Deer River Bridge. If you've got a bad report about uh, a bridge in your county, call us in. Let us, uh, let us know. Oh, man. But the reason why we played the disco song, Josh, uh, we are approaching. 89, 99, 2009, <laughs> 2019, oh, 41, 41 years. 41 years. It took you that long. 41. 30 days of September, April, June, and November. Coming up in July. Since we don't have baseball and you're a baseball fan, we're going to talk a little baseball, baseball right, right now. now. We're gonna... <laughs> I love how we both said the same thing but different things. You were like, I don't want to talk about baseball. At the same time, I'm saying, we'll talk a little baseball right now. That's <laughs> really pissing me off. We'll talk old baseball. How's that sound? That's fine. Long All right. So past. we've got a um, we've got two stories here, and one of them disco related. One of them is not. Which one do you want to hear first? Well, I think it'd be the one you have pulled up right okay. now. Okay, my dick. <laughs> oh oh oh! It's my dick. You ever heard you that? Know. <laughs> oh man. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you stop singing. All right, so uh, this one's from an ESPN show. Uh, we won't play all it of it. It wasn't originally on ESPN. No, 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 no. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure they'll do a good job building it. We'll just play it. They'll, do, they'll build up the story and everything, right? Yeah, because they're an actual production company. July 12th, 1979. A twinight doubleheader at Comiskey Park. The White Sox versus the Tigers. Between games, 24-year-old Steve Dahl, <laughs> popular disc jockey, could they have Chicago gotten a better pitchers for uh, would take the dang it pause? Could they have gotten better pitchers for Steve Dahl? Ooh, he looks like he everything but a doll. And apparently, Steve Dahl was a huge like he was like one of the original shock jocks. He's probably a fucking and huge quaalude dealer. Looking by his appearance, the room, his eyes. Yeah, the rumor is that Howard Stern got a lot of his stuff from Steve Dahl. Ooh, he's a fucking ugly son of a bitch. I see why he's a face for radio. <laughs> it's Father's Day, so da- Josh had to make that dad joke. <laughs> Look at him. Well, I mean, I didn't have any dad jokes other than my dad. <laughs> Your dad is a joke. That's a, That was the joke, Josh. The joke was you thought he might come yeah. back. The joke was, oh, the best prank ever was me holding that baseball glove, waiting on him to round that corner and play catch with me. Be best right prank back. ever. Be right back. Hold what you got. <laughs> You didn't mean soon. I said directly. I said I'd be back back directly. (laughs) That's a shirt. (laughs) Calvin. I'll be back directly. We'll do the quote. I'll be back directly. Calvin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. Field at the head of his so-called anti-disco army to blow up thousands of disco records. (laughs) Every day I would play a disco record and drag the needle across it, you know, and scratch it and then blow it up but i tapped into something 
there's a an undercurrent of hatred for disco. <laughs> He's got an army helmet on <laughs> on the middle of the of the center field. <laughs> Admission that night was less than a dollar. If you all <laughs> Admission was less than a dollar. All you had to bring was a disco record. Jeez. Also contributed an album. We have people come, uh, 98 cents, you get in, bring a disco record, boom. Unusual now, who was the judge? Like, what if you snuck in like a fucking, uh, you know, Plastico Domingo fucking uh, opera record or something? Is right. there somebody? Well, this ain't disco, motherfucker. Take that back. <laughs> Give me two dollars to get in. Like, yeah. Who was doing that? I don't know. And you would think. That how do we this... know it wasn't a bunch of Patty Loveless bullshit yeah. that was blew up? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. Or, or how do you know that the record that was actually in the sleeve was the actual record? I didn't see no sleeves. I just saw regular records. That but you know, this is had. like an old wrestling trick to sell more gimmicks. The Burt Prentice Easter egg. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is the this is the gimmick that you, you know, uh, the 8x10s of the heel. You know, the heel comes out and goes, he's selling the 8x10s. And he sells one to a kid. And the kid rips it up. And the heel gets mad, like, don't you rip up my pictures? Well, he's already <laughs> sold it. He don't give a damn what you do to it. But then more fans come up to buy the pictures to rip them up in front of him. I've never seen a heel you, merch table. You've never no, it's I've an old, it's an old thing where if a guy was turning or he still had merch and he still wanted to get rid of the push that merch, he would come up and he would sell like pictures or whatever, and they would destroy his merch in front of him after they bought it. That's cool. So, I've never heard of it. So it's like if he had extra merch laying around or if he just wanted to try to sell merch, they'd rip up pictures of him. Well, you've already paid me by five bucks for it. What do I care what you do with it? Right. You just paid me to rip up my photo. Mm. You know, it's, it's an old carny trick. But but yeah, I mean, this is the same thing with disco. If they're destroying all these disco albums, someone had to buy them. <laughs> I think that was uh, cleansing your palate. To get into the 80s and do the 80s right. Yeah. Well, this is 1979, so yeah. Disco was about done. I told you that, you know, my mom's graduation was in 1979. What'd they do? Well, they had the, uh, well, they had the, uh, the, the phrase, their, their senior, their senior quote was smoking reefer, drinking wine, we're the class of 79. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a pretty badass quote, though. Hell yeah! <laughs> they print it in the yearbook. I don't know. <laughs> Back in the set, well, I had fucking smoking sections fucking at school. All things went in the seventies. I think, I think I could get. They passed by out quaaludes at graduation. If somehow I could have access to the internet <laughs> and go back into time, I would love the seventies. Oh yeah, seventies and eighties. Would love that time. I what I remember of the eighties, it was badass. Yeah. Badass. Here we go. Nothing new at Comiskey in the late 1970s. White Sox owner Bill Veck, one of the few owners enshrined in Cooperstown, was baseball's P.T. Barnum. It was Veck who commissioned Comiskey's exploding scoreboard. <laughs> exploding scoreboard. <laughs> so you so got what we're going to do, we're going to get the Vince Tiger McMahon owner. There. You know, I'm gonna blow the motherfucker up. Like they, like they showed pictures of what they did in between, like innings and stuff here, and they had people like uh, limboing under a fire stick and stuff like that. 
And, you know, Hot you, bitches balancing the swords <laughs> on their fucking yeah. head. Like you can imagine the baseball owner. Come on now. Balance that sword on your tits. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the kids involved in baseball. Uh, but got to yeah. draw them to the park. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be titties. Watch this boring ass game. <laughs> it's great when you're live. I mean, it's great when you're watching TV. <laughs> when somebody's alive watching it. <laughs> it was Vec who in 1951 sent Eddie Goodell to the plane. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The Could smallest you, strike uh, zone he, ever. He's a little American. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. You can't strike him out. His own base percentages was uh, outstanding. <laughs> Seriously. Till, yeah, till that little motherfucker won't get up there and swing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't strike him out. <laughs> he was good for one pitch runner. <laughs> Like, dude, there there may be three pitchers in the league at that time that could have legit struck him out. It's a two-inch window. That's what I'm saying. Nolan Ryan, uh, 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 Doc Ellis on a good day, and like, goddamn, uh, um, who was some good, other good ones? Or your wife turns some the other, water on. Yeah. Uh, some of those other good pitchers we got back then. I can't. I'm drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. Oral, uh, Oral Hershiser yeah. wasn't there yet. <laughs> was Babe Ruth pitching then? I don't know. He was uh, a pitcher. I don't know baseball, though. I know he was a pitcher. I just don't know baseball that well. Drunk son of a bitch. All right. By 1979, his son Mike was running the White Sox promotions department. He's like, what is this disco demolition? I said, we're just going to blow up some disco records, and there's a guy in town who's red hot, and it'll draw some people. He was like... I really did think this is going to be embarrassing. At most, there will be 5,000 people that will show up for this thing, and I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> he was worried that even if we doubled He'd their love some shows around here, the then. <laughs> He's like, I only got 5,000 people in the building. I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> Tell that to uh, the crowd of 27 yeah. that shows up to some local shows. Yeah. 12,000 stadiums still don't look empty. <laughs> Little did we know. This is now officially the world's largest anti-disco rally. There's throngs of people coming. There's throngs, and they're all carrying the albums. The late Bill Beck told me Sox Park had 70,000. First time Satchel Page pitched. 70,000? At just a normal July baseball game. 98 cents per. I mean... But you got them in. So. Yeah. <laughs> they had to be 70,000 people. That that's $70,000 on the gate, though. That's not too terrible. How they got in. You could see people coming through the portholes out in left field. There was <laughs> holes cut out in the wall, and people were coming up through the holes. People were swiping pops out of my tray, and there wasn't anything you could do about it. You couldn't move. You couldn't go chase someone because you couldn't get anywhere. It seemed like there was kegs in every aisle of the ballpark that night, you know, because everybody was drunk. I said, you ought to have the pop concession. Goddamn Harry Carey. <laughs> well, this was in Chicago. <laughs> So Harry Carey's there. <laughs> I thought he was the Cubs announcer. This is the fucking White Sox. Yeah, is, but it's Chicago. I mean, it's right down Chicago. the street. Chicago. I think there must be a master load of pot here in this ballpark. <laughs> well, I'm gonna smoke it all. We got a bit of giant box. They do have the giant like dumpster. box dumpster box, like with a top on it and everything. And we're gonna blow them up. <laughs> what are they blow blowing them with? What are they blowing them up with? I don't know. Let's but it's the 70s. It's probably C4 yeah. and shit. 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we were able to get a hold of C4 back yeah. in the day? We would have blew our fucking hands off. That was us. Like, how would we have been able to get a hold of C4, though? That's the question. Dude, Terry Funk and them got a hold of it with ease in like 1995. Well, that was in Japan, too. I guess there it is a little different. Yeah, they sell that in vending machines over there, right? <laughs> that side of the Shit, I was trying to. Yeah, that's a hell of a panties. drop. <laughs> how do you get that in vending machines? It Gets, drops it down. Shit! Uh, okay, we're good. A claw machine. Yeah. Oh, uh, here we go. They were supposed to just put them into a bin for Steve Dahl to blow up, but uh, obviously people brought more than one. Even before the game started, people were flinging records all over the place. The first disc that was thrown missed me by a couple of inches. <laughs> this is Rusty Torres, White Sox outfielder. <laughs> For missed one the year. right side of my head by a couple of inches. It was a real dangerous situation. I mean, I couldn't understand why they didn't delay the game. They're going, Rusty, Disco, you know, Sox, and they're real loud, and we're going to kill Disco today. Disco is dead, you know, this and that. And I'm going... <laughs> No, I was just in this contest last night. How are you going to achieve that, right? <laughs> the Tigers won game one 4-1. Then it was time well, their for Steve Dahl. shitty as fuck. Yeah, they looked then. horrible. They looked like jogging just... pants and a t-shirt. <laughs> Playing in July, too. Yeah. Some sweaty motherfuckers. <laughs> Jockey to blow up some records. He took to the field in a Jeep. At the command of his ragged army. He's fucking sick Kyle in there. What was that about? Conquering hero as he sees the microphone. With all these clowns who paid 98 cents to get in the ballpark, we're going to have their, their moment of glory. I thought it would happen very rapidly. Jesus! <laughs> it might have been C4, Josh. That was a huge explosion. <laughs> How did the, I mean, imagine what the fire marshal thought. <laughs> fire marshal probably wasn't there. <laughs> uh, probably not. Or he was. He he turned in a record too. To get in. <laughs> you know, shrapnel had to. Yeah, fucking went all over the. Dude, crowd. that was huge. That was like a huge bin of records. Uh, a dumpster. That blowed up real I good. Mean, there was a flash and a stream of broken albums, like. Everybody just was stunned. <laughs> Goddamn dumpster. Santa flew apart. I mean, there was a crater in center field. <laughs> a crater in center field. And its contents in shards on the outfield grass, Dahl enjoyed a victory lap of sorts and left the field. He could not have known that disco demolition was just getting started. As White Sox pitcher Ken Kravick went to the mound to warm up for the second game. <laughs> yeah, we got another baseball game. We're going to have to get some pea gravel out here to put in this fucking hole. <laughs> this is bullshit. I thought it was at the warning track. I was technically about 14, 14 15 feet oh, they, from it. They determined if they would have made it at the warning track, the eight, you know, at least the first row would have died right, right there in front, in center field. <laughs> I love how the, the, <laughs> the announcer just took a last, like, yay, we did it. See y'all later. <laughs> and the pitcher's coming out to warm up. <laughs> Few fans abandoned their seats and headed to the field. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, one person right on the field and another and another. Left field, right field, box seats. It was almost like a bunch of lemmings. It just was like the floodgates opened up. We saw that there was no security stopping us. And uh, <laughs> we just said, hey, let's do it. Uh, so basically, basically, three assholes ran onto the field and slid into second while the pitcher was warming up. <laughs> so everybody else like, followed So suit. everybody was like, hey, they didn't stop those assholes. 
So they just... But if you notice, security's out in the outfield trying to clean up the explosion. <laughs> Maybe you should have had the grounds crew do that, huh? Yeah. But really, what is 12 security guards going to do? If like 70,000 people storm the field? Stampeding the motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, There's that's, nothing you can do. That's the risk you're taking normally whenever you know there is a event. Because you know you look at some of these big events like football stadiums. Like if everybody in that stadium just decided to come down to the field, yeah, what you gonna do about it? Well, I remember I was at the show in Memphis back in '98. Whenever Corn got banned from Memphis, they couldn't perform in Memphis for a long time. Yeah, and it was at the Mid South Coliseum. Mid South Coliseum, literally, dude. At least, at the very least, a thousand people bum rushed to get that were in the stands to get on the fucking floor. You know, and and as soon as right before Corn came on stage, it's like everybody just bum rushed the shit out of uh, uh, the ground floor. And I remember Dwayne; I went with him, and he was like, "Huh, well, unless they're going to check the tickets for all these motherfuckers, there ain't nothing they're going to be able to do." <laughs> right? And there wasn't. They just continued with the show with yeah. with the uh, instead of a thousand people being on the floor, it was like twenty five hundred. <laughs> you know, it was fucking crazy. Oh man. Uh, but I mean, you know, that happens a lot. You know, I think everybody just assumes when you go to one of these events. What do you think Vince would do at WrestleMania if like half of the stands just say, oh, I'm going to go down here? Well, you know, they kind of did a gimmick type thing with Daniel Bryan with the hijack raw thing. Yeah. Where they had everybody jump in the ring and mm-hmm. everything. But like in real life, if somebody wanted to do that, you're not going to stop the show. You're not going to be able to. Well, no, no, no. I mean, They'd probably switch over to a, now let's look at some old highlights from Mr. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just out of the blue. You see like SummerSlam 92. The perfect friend. The perfect friend. <laughs> SummerSlam 92 pops up on your screen. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, if they wanted to jump out there, there's nothing that you know, and in this day and age when everybody's been cooped up for three months, I wouldn't put it past them to try to jump out in a wrestling ring. So you're thinking that's the next thing, huh? When they start letting the fans back in, that's <laughs> gonna, what's going to happen. They're going to lose their damn minds. Yeah, It'd be probably. better than the bullshit that they've had out there with the fake bullshit chants. And I heard about, I didn't watch backlash, but I, I didn't watch it either. I heard enough about it to know there was one match of interest that I wanted to watch and I still haven't went back and watched what it. the Randy Orton one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've I heard, heard, I've heard really a lot of good things stuff. about that one, but, but just... aside from that one match, I've heard it was absolute dog shit. Well, I know somebody had posted something on Twitter about how, um, uh, you know, they're giving all these developmental talent, like shirts to wear. Yeah. And this one woman, this one woman that's in the crowd is wearing a shirt for the Iconics. And they've got the Iconics out there, and she's booing them. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. We just didn't know you know, how long it would take. that fucking Big Swole bullshit. My God. Have we talked about that on the show? We did. Oh, that, that still pisses me off. I wish that her ass could have been in like the, the 1980s or something, and then... Ole Anderson have to face her when she comes back. I bet Ole would have went out there and just snatched her up. You stupid cunt. Goddamn, you're trying to get yourself over. What the fuck are you doing out there? I mean, uh, she would have been, it would have been over for Here's her. where I feel like we're in but the minority, then, Josh, because everybody seemed to be okay with it. Well, everybody don't know what that business is all about. But here's the thing, too. You've got nothing but wrestlers out there. 
Even if you're a smart wrestler and yeah. you've been trained properly, you know oh, when yeah. the time to get yourself over and when the time just to play your part is. Right. That was not the fucking time. Yeah, you don't want to look at the biggest like hill that they've built up exactly. in the company and be like, you ain't shit. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. And she was doing it the whole fucking night. And here's the greatest thing about AEW. They brought it up on the show later. And they were Did like, you see what Big Swole was doing? <laughs> like, she was really getting her character out there. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Save me that fucking bullshit. She was, tr- she was went into business for herself. Because there's, no, the there's no win there if you're the murder hawk. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? You going to kick her in the face? You can't do that. Kind of like you versus my dad. What yeah. do you win? <laughs> what do you, there's no winning. You can't win because you can't you can't hit a woman. I can't believe he did that. And you know what I mean? Like there's nothing that you can do in that situation. You just come off looking bad. So I mean, of course she shouldn't be scared. He's not going to hit her. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like being at the uh the the scary place or the scary house yeah. during Halloween time. You know <laughs> the they're not gonna place. touch you. You know they're not going to touch haunted you. haunted houses. Yeah, whatever the they're words. called. I ain't been in a long time. <laughs> but you know that they're, they're not going to touch you. They're not going to do anything. So you might as well just walk at your own pace. Well, we'll get back into baseball here, Josh, because I thought this was an even better story. So even longer, <laughs> even longer ago, 84, 94, 2004, 2014. It would be 40. 40 Six 46, years. 46 years ago and two weeks. Uh, <laughs> 46, on, yeah, and two weeks ago. On, on June 4th of 1974, the Cleveland Browns, or I'm sorry, not the Cleveland Indians. Browns, <laughs> the Cleveland Indians held 10-cent beer night. Same, same, really. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. 10-cent yeah. Yeah. Um, beer night, Josh. Like, this story I've, I've heard about, like, from different people about how crazy it got. But one of the funniest things I heard was this one guy was asked, said, uh, how many beers have you had tonight? And he's like, well, I came here with $2 in my pocket. You do the math. (laughs) 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 Uh, So the Cleveland Indians were trying to hold, you know, baseball in June. It's still kind of like me. You know what I mean? There's, you know, it's like halfway week five of the NFL season. You know, nobody knows what's going to happen at week five. So, of course, this would be like week twenty-seven in the MLB out of like week hundred and seventy something. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so that's why I was saying week five. Uh, we're gonna play seven games during the day. <laughs> it's like shit. How am I supposed to watch every game? No, you can't. That's part of being a baseball fan. It makes you want it more. Got to TiVo it or uh. or find you an illegal ink <laughs> yeah because you know it might be blacked out in your major your local market i've never had a problem finding brave game on reddit yeah aew is a different story uh on june 24th or i'm sorry june 4th 1974 the cleveland browns damn it the cleveland indians <laughs> that what you see when you see indians i just see cleveland and then my mind goes cleveland browns because i'm not a baseball fan mm. So, uh, ten cent beer night. The club intended to offer as much as eight ounce straws beer as a fans could drink, and for only ten cents a pop. <laughs> eight ounce ponies. At least they weren't twelves. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did hear that they were like three point four percent alcohol, mm-hmm. like the beer was. Yeah. Uh, now some which back- is uh, you know about mid range because I think. Uh, 
uh, Bud Ice is like five five, and uh, Bud Light would be about two point two, two point yeah. three, something like yeah. that. And this is coming from Bleacher Report, by the way. And it says, now for some background, before the Indians played the Texas Rangers that night, six days earlier, there was a bench-clearing brawl between the two teams at Arlington Stadium in Texas. In the fourth, in the fourth inning of the game, Texas player Tom Grieve, is that Grieve? Grabby? We'll go with that. Grieve? Grieve. Tom Grieve was walked. Len- Tom Green was walked. Lenny Randall hit a single, and the next bat- batter hit a ground ball to Indians third baseman John Lowenstein. Uh, who stepped on third and threw to second, but the play was disrupted by a hard slide from Randall. Matt Wilcox, the pitcher for the Cleveland for the for the Cleveland Indians in the eighth inning, retaliated by throwing a ball behind Randall's head. Randall bunted as Wilcox retrieved the ball and he tried to tag him. Randall forearmed Wilcox. What a talented <laughs> motherfucker Randall was, right? He gets a ball thrown behind his ass and he's still he, able to bunt. He turns and does like this Michael Jackson spin <laughs> and bunts it. And then forearm shivers a guy that tries to tag him. That's some badass shit. Uh, Indians first baseman John Ellis then proceeded to punch Randall, <laughs> resulting in a brawl. Okay, now to 10 cent beer night. <laughs> now, uh, one thing I did here was they did ask the Texas manager, uh, were they worried about going into a hostile environment with 10 cent beer night? And his comment was, well, that's Cleveland. They don't have that many fans anyways. Oh, yeah. So early uh, in the game, so the they te- showed up in droves. Yeah. <laughs> early in the game, the Texas Rangers had a five, one lead. Meanwhile, the intoxicated crowd continuously misbehaved this included a woman running onto the indian running on to the indians on deck circle and flashing her breast trying to kiss the umpire <laughs> <laughs> and a naked man running into the field running onto the field and sliding into second base as grieve hit his second home run of the game <laughs> man i don't know I, what is Maybe. it about running naked that just doesn't appear like like it's like happiness to me and you know for me to run naked would be like that just seems it like it seems pain. like that's the go-to thing if you're going to bum rush the field slide into second <laughs> well i mean why especially you gotta in do the 70s nude? why nude uh, get like, a strawberry on your on your ball bag <laughs> oh man i can't imagine <laughs> Uh, as a father and son ran onto the outfield and father mooned and son. <laughs> father and son <laughs> and mooned the fans in the bleachers, <laughs> the ugliness of the game took a turn for the worst when Leron Lee of Cleveland hit a line drive that hit Rangers pitcher Ferguson Jenkins in the stomach, causing him to fall to the ground. Fans in the upper deck of the municipal stadium chanted, hit him again, hit him again, harder, harder. (laughs) (laughs) As the game continued, the fans uh, continued to cause problems, including throwing hot dogs and spitting at Texas... (laughs) Texas is Mike Hargrove <laughs> and flinging fireworks at the Texas dugout. Holy shit. Can so, you imagine in the fucking ultra sensitive environment that we live in now, if even half of this shit was done? The, yeah. Oh my God. They would never have a baseball game ever again so, in that stadium. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Hank Williams Jr. was banned from Jackson for less than this. Definitely. <laughs> so he was banned from Jackson for a while. I remember though. that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I saw that they said they flung fireworks in the <laughs> Texas dugout. Uh, it was cherry bombs. 
Holy shit. It was like basically C4. <laughs> Tiny C4. Oh. Good for them. It's like, that was the question too. It's like, why are you just bringing fireworks <laughs> to a baseball game? I knew and I how did you get them cleared in? <laughs> I knew I was going to be fucked up tonight and I'd probably do some fucked up shit. So I brought the cherry bombs. I was going to uh, put them in the toilet, but I figured them rangers were looking like assholes. Uh, Hargrove, the Texas manager, uh, Hargrove of Texas, uh, was almost hit by a gallon jug of Thunderbird. <laughs> that's a waste of alcohol right there. In the bottom of the night. A gallon? Who's bringing a gallon? Talk about getting fireworks in. I can see stuffing them down the pants. How are you getting a gallon jug of fucking alcohol in through security? How's that happening? So the other story I heard about this was he got into the dugout with the Thunderbird and the Hargrove looked at him and said, son, give me that bottle and get out of our dugout. <laughs> <laughs> and he handed it to him and left. Uh, in the bottom of the ninth, Cleveland tied the game up at five. However, after nine innings of consuming amazing amounts of alcohol, the situation took a turn for the worse. Like, how can we go any worse? <laughs> Like, we're already to the point where we're throwing fucking cherry bombs in to the... Now, I would watch this baseball game. There's been like eight nude people. Yeah. Think about the TV announcers alone. Oh, they cut the feed. Oh, like, there's like, we're not showing any more of this Yeah, shit. they cut the feed after like people started getting rowdy. Wow. That sucks because I wish there was video more of this somewhere. It's somewhere. Um, yeah. But can I would... Would you watch a baseball game like this? I watch a baseball game anyway. I mean, but so, I mean, I mean for, if, if for it was like this, a fan like me, that oh. like a guy that isn't a fan. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd point I'd point this game to you if you want to watch baseball. Kind of like how we how we used to point out how like no wrestling's real. Look at this IWA deathmatch tape. Tell me this ain't real. And then like we'd show that to people, and they're like, "Well, obviously Holy this shit. is different." <laughs> Or <laughs> you'd be like, you don't like baseball, it's boring, huh? Watch this shit. <laughs> right. Was that a pair of nipples? <laughs> the fucking the most extreme of extreme. Right. <laughs> In the ninth inning, a fan tried to steal Rangers players Jeff Burrow's hat. And, con <laughs> <laughs> and confronting the fan, Burrow's tripped and fell to the ground. Texas manager Billy Martin believing Billy Martin uh, believing he, he was that a, a wrestling guy. Remember? Was he? He was always the uh, well, at least on WrestleMania. Uh, I think it was one. He was one of the guests. <laughs> him and Liberace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Martin. Billy Martin believing the Burroughs was attacked, charged onto the field with his players right behind him. Some wielding bats. <laughs> Holy shit! This is the seventies. <laughs> but most of the intoxicated fans had knives, chains, and portions of the stadium seats that they had ripped off. <laughs> Billy, we going out to the field now. Get that top section of that seat. God damn. Uh, the manager of the Indians, Ken Asparme, Esparmane. However, you say that. Realizing that some of the Rangers players' lives were in danger, told his players to grab bats and help out. <laughs> Beat the so people that are have... beating people for you. Yeah. So now you have the Rangers and the Indians both playing this game, and they're like, all right, we got to stop battling each other and battle these drunks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, rioters then began throwing folding chairs, one of which hit Cleveland reliever Tom Hellendorf in the head. <laughs> 
Hargrove was involved in a fist fight with a fan and had to fight another one when making his way back to the Rangers dugout. Kind of makes you feel like all them old wrestling riot stories wasn't <laughs> shit, right? Because yeah. it would just be a, a section of the crowd attacking the people. Yeah. This is like the whole goddamn stadium versus the two teams. <laughs> Among those involved was Rusty Torres, who was on second base at the time of the riot and was. And this was, is the one that we just listened to. Talking about, this motherfucker almost hit me with a wax record. Right. In Cleveland. Can you imagine how jaded he is about baseball? It's like, fuck baseball. Baseball's fucking crazy. I hate it. I love how they may make this sound. Among those involved was Rusty Torres, who was on second base at the time of the riot and was the winning run. <laughs> like, we're still keeping score at this point. Torres already had a brawl <laughs> experience, having been in the brawl during the Yankees-Senators game, which was the Senators' last in Washington. <laughs> so this man, I think it was all Rusty Torres. <laughs> Probably so, the instigator. Uh, the bases were stolen and never returned. <laughs> Take that, Ricky Henderson. Uh, yeah. You ain't shit. Yeah, the Riders. Yeah, you gave back those bases after exactly. you stole them. <laughs> and the Riders pelted the players with cups, rocks, bottles, hot dogs, radio batteries, popcorn containers, and folding chairs. Think about being like that one outfielder for the fucking Rangers, and like you're getting batteries and rocks and shit thrown. Right. But then you're getting hot dogs. You're like, what yeah. do I dodge? This is fucking weird. Oh, man. A riot squad eventually showed up and ended the brawl. Umpire Nestor Kylik called the game. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would he have called the game, Josh? I don't know. Because maybe the damn bases were missing. We're going to draw one here on the dirt and finish this game out. We only got a couple more outs. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Shellac? Shellac. Shellac himself had been cut in the head with a stadium seat, but also <laughs> suffered a cut in his hand from a flying rock. Uh, the American League president said of the game, there was no question that beer played a part in the riot. <laughs> you think? The Indians had scheduled three more of these beer nights, changed it from unlimited beer to four beers per person for the rest of the promotion. Uh, I do remember that the guy who came up with this idea, they were talking to him and said uh, he was just a, sure he was going to get fired. And he walked in to the uh, manager's office and the manager basically told him said uh the owner told him said all right handed him a plane ticket and he was like what in the world's this and he goes all right you need to go down to detroit you need to go up to detroit they're doing a 10 cent beer night find out how they do it <laughs> <laughs> so i guess the, the way they did it was limit the beers um i do want to point out josh um if i can get the story pulled up and then we'll I mean, we'll we'll be probably pretty much done for this. Speaking of overserving and beer, a local story, Josh. As I saw this yesterday from our own Memphis Zoo, one of the better zoos in the in the whole U.S. I think they're the ones that even have the panda. You know, yeah, a couple it's years back in the uh, top five zoos, yeah. in the United States. Story from Fox News 13 here in Memphis. The Memphis Zoo will begin selling alcohol during business hours. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, I could see where this could go bad, though. 
Hey, you fucking <laughs> crocodile. Throwing, I'll show you. Throwing cherry bombs at the pandas. <laughs> God forbid your kid's acting up and you're just like, well, fuck it. Why don't you go act up with him? <laughs> throwing the goddamn bear cage. There are already people out there. All right, let me finish the story. The Tennessee House voted Thursday to allow alcohol sales during regular business hours. The bill passed the House with 60 votes. Votes uh, 60 votes yes, 22 no votes, and four present votes but not voting. Uh, the bill had already cleared the Senate. Uh, Republicans, state Senator Kiss sponsored the bill back in December before the bill alcohol was allowed only for fundraising and special events. <laughs> the zoo must get a permit, but this allows for alcohol to be sold from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. throughout the year. Well, I mean, what's better with your fucking dipping dots on a hot day than a gin and tonic, <laughs> right? I'm going to get along out and I'll tell you what, she's fucking otters. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably won't It probably won't change anything because... I feel like you're going to have a lot more liquid courage in people to no, jump that rail. Because my point is, have you ever bought anything from the zoo? Yeah. I mean, if you want to get like it's, a tiny stuffed yeah. animal, it's like 15 bucks. Can you imagine yeah. what a mixed drink is going to cost? Oh, You're going to have yeah. to be a, a silk underwear wearing motherfucker <laughs> just to get a Long Island iced tea. You're like, how much? <laughs> well, goddamn. $47. Let me, put, let me put it on my charge card. Shit. Motherfucker. I mean, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. But here's what I'm thinking. It, you. The ones that will be able to buy the alcohol are the dicks that would jump in the cage. The ones that have the God complex. Right, <laughs> Like, right. I got more money than God. I'm better than God. I'm going to beat up that fucking tiger. <laughs> Can tigers get drunk off of your blood? <laughs> like I, mean, if I don't you're see drunk, why not. If you're drunk and a tiger eats you, can he get drunk? Or is it like, how well, does I mean, that work? Maybe not me personally, but somebody like, uh, you know, just like a raging alcoholic. Yeah. Why not? It's in I your just, bloodstream. I don't know. I feel like it's a good idea and a bad idea. I mean, you know what I mean. I can see it ending poorly. Yeah, for some people, but those are the <laughs> those are the people. We need to weed them out anyway. Well, those are the people that are going to eventually buy Lamborghinis and wrap them around telephone poles, anyways. So, Man. <laughs> one way or another, right? Josh coming in hot today. Um, well. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. You know, fuck them. That's what I say. Survival of the fittest, my Silk brother. Time, motherfuckers. <laughs> die. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, well, Josh, <coughs> over two hours of P3 radio this week with mm. the pre show and this show. We'd like to thank Mr. Dobbs, Elijah Dobbs, for joining us today. And, uh, Josh, if they want to check out our show or give us a call or follow us on Facebook or Twitter, what do they need to do? Well, I'm going to tell you, if you want to get in touch with us, evidently SoundCloud is not the way to go. <laughs> but if you do want to get a swift reply from us i would suggest going to twitter if you're on twitter and we are at p3 radio number one on there and on facebook putting that search bar pop poncho and you will find our profile and if you want to get with us the old-fashioned way like granny communicates with each other our telephone number is 731-300-6675 well that's going to do it for us for josh Brody. this is rich mulligan saying thanks for listening and good night